But the hope is if more and more businesses like ours can shine a light on this and bring some solutions to parts of the problem, then we can start to shift the patient experience to something that works better for them over time. Hello, and welcome back to I Want Our Job, the podcast. Our guest today is Rachel Norman, the founder of Better, a technology company that helps people get their out-of-network medical bills paid. So if you send Better your claim, they will do the work that can require hours of back-and-forth phone calls, code and procedure conversation, requests for documentation. If your bill is paid, Better takes a 10% fee and you get your money back. For those of you who've tried the process of getting a claim paid, I bet you're pretty excited right now. I get a headache just thinking about dealing with insurance claims. Rachel and her team have built their business to be focused and financially aligned around the needs of the patient. In this show, Rachel shares her thoughts on problems in our healthcare industry. So here is Rachel telling us about her business. So it really came um, from two places. You know, first and foremost, this is a problem where that I've had, where I've seen healthcare providers that don't take my insurance and I never have the time to go through that whole process of filling out the forms, getting them in. And I've lost so much money over the years because of this. Um, and I couldn't find anyone out there who was tackling this problem, who could solve it for me and make sure that I got through it and got my money back. And then the other is I've always been tremendously interested in healthcare. I was pre-med in college and my plan was to be a doctor. And I didn't end up choosing that path because I realized and learned so much about how broken our system really is. Got it. Um, that totally makes sense. So you decided, you know, this is where I'm going to make my mark. So tell us what, how, how does it function? Tell us what better does. Yeah. So it's quite simple for anyone who uses better. When you see that doctor or therapist or psychiatrist or anyone else that doesn't take your insurance, usually what happens is you pay them and then they give you a coded receipt that can be submitted to your insurance. With better, you just take a photo of that or forward it to us if it's electronic. Anytime you get one, we check to make sure that the codes are correct, the information's there, and then we transmit to your insurance and we deal with everything that comes up along the way so that you're not on the phone trying to sort out all of these issues. That, I, I love that. I just had two like this month where I, I just, I'm not going to do it because I know it's going to take hours and hours. Um, it's outsourcing this awful task. So how, what do you charge? How, how does the revenue work? Yeah, so for us, it's really based on results. If we're able to get you money back from your insurance, we charge 10% of the money we get you back. If a claim is applied to your deductible or it's something that's not covered under your policy, there's no cost. I love that. And um, does it? can somebody just do like a one-time or what, do you have to sign up and do like multiple claims or just like I got one, two claims in a year that I want to handle, well, you to handle, is that fine? Whatever you've got will take care of it. Signing up initially only takes a minute or two. You're just snapping a photo of your insurance card. You give us your name, your phone number, your date of birth, and then we're set to go. And then anytime you have one of those bills, you just take that photo or forward that email. Oh, so amazing. Okay. I have so many questions about how you did in the back end. But first, let's t tell us your launch story. Like you had this idea. How did you make it? You know, how did you start this business? What, 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 what was your timeline? Yeah, so I actually went through it pretty quickly. I had the idea because I wasn't able to find anyone doing this and I wanted this problem solved. 
Then I started doing research. I learned a lot about medical billing, what other companies were doing sort of in the space adjacent to it, but not solving this problem. And then because healthcare is so regulated and compliance is so important, I spent a lot of time talking to and working with lawyers, finding the right legal team to make sure I understood how we could solve this problem. And then from there, we got to work. We built a super, super early version of this, a very, very um, minimum viable product. The first claims, I would actually meet people at their house or in a coffee shop, hand them my phone, watch them use it, and we've been growing ever since. I love that. So um, how how many claims, like, how quickly you're growing, how many claims have you processed, and just curious, the size of your team. Yeah, so we started in the summer of 2016, and we put the um, app in the App Store for the first time in September of 2016. And since then, we have processed um, over $1.5 million worth of claims. Wow. And it's been growing really, really quickly each month. This is such a problem for people. It is. I, I mean, I'm going to try it this week for sure. But <laughs> So ch- tell us some of the findings about medical billing that you think would surprise people. So I think one of the things that people find most surprising is just the complexity. Most people know that there's codes and their insurance needs some amount of information, but it's a really, really complicated system for a lot of what you know is done when you go to see a doctor, those notes that the doctor makes of what you say and what they do, those are getting transcribed by someone else into these codes that are sent to your insurance. And for a lot of claims, there's a lot of different valid coding options to describe the same encounter. And getting that right and getting that through your insurance can be very, very complicated. Got it. And what's the most challenging part of of running a business? Because I can imagine you have to kind of automate and streamline and you can't just do, you know, one by one. You must be every day coming up with ways to make this uh, smoother for you. Yeah, (laughs) Um, there is a lot of that every day. And I think the most challenging part of running the business is really prioritization. On a team this small, you know, we're about seven now. Everyone is really five to 10 departments in one person. As this grows, those will be broken out and there'll be lots of people to share the work with. And so figuring out how to prioritize and make sure that everything important keeps moving forward is probably the hardest thing we do. Got it. And is anyone else doing what you're doing? Because I haven't heard of any, but you know, you're in the space, you probably know. Yeah. So there, there's no one else right now. Um, we're the only ones. But what we're doing, right, there are a lot of people when you go to your doctor's office or you go to a hospital, they have trained medical billing staff or they outsource this to someone that solves this problem for the healthcare providers. It's really hard. So there's a lot of people that work in this, but there hasn't been anyone that's doing it for the patient. And it's more and more common that um, people are left on their own to deal with this. And when you're sick and you're dealing with your health and your life, it's often too much to also have the full-time job of dealing with your insurance. Absolutely. Because I don't know if somebody's looked at it, but on average, probably just to figure out one of these claims probably takes several hours, right? Yeah. So it really depends. And sometimes things do get complicated and they take a lot of time to unwind. 
For us, what really helps is that, you know, we have a lot of knowledge. We've seen problems before most of the time, and our system has a lot of knowledge. So it automatically lets us know this code is out of date. These two codes conflict with each other and can't be on the same claim. All of these types of issues that a computer's really good at, but a person would have a really hard time knowing on their own. Oh, totally. I, I mean, the more claims you process, right, through machine learning, you guys, um, are able to get faster. So cool. And it must feel so amazing to be in a space that no one's in. What are some of your growth goals? Where do you see better um, in the next few years? Yeah. So, I mean, we really want to help everyone that has this problem. It's ubiquitous. If you look at, you know, some of the statistics, one in four households in the U.S. are struggling with some type of medical debt. Um, it accounts for 62% of our personal bankruptcies. So we really want to help where we can to get people the most out of this ben these benefits that we're all paying so much for. Got it. And, um, you know, you're so deeply involved in the healthcare industry. What would you say to people who think, mm, that's interesting. I'm, I'm going to go into this space. Um, how, how, what do you love about working in it? Yeah. So the thing that I love the most is really the stories and the connections we're able to make with the people that use better and you know how we're helping them. People very commonly write in after we've processed a few claims and they tell us about the car accident or their depression or their pregnancy, all of these things that are happening to them. And it really, really means a lot to all of us on our team that we're able to help them when they need it and make something simpler for them. Do you have any kind of stats or metrics that you share on um, percentages of claims that you're able to get or anything like that, like kind of you know your business... Yeah, so what we share is if the claim is payable, we get it paid. And <laughs> we see a lot of stuff paid where it wouldn't have been paid without quite the fight. Um, so we always make that happen. Of course, we do get claims where it's not something that's covered under the policy or the policy is expired, things that aren't really quite solvable. Got it. And so when people are doing it on their own, um, why do you think that they're just not as successful as because they give up? It just takes too much back and forth or they don't have kind of the insider knowledge of what to say? Yeah. So there's just a lot of places in the process where issues can arise. So, you know, the first step is you have to find your insurance company's forms. You have to fill them out. You have to fax or mail them. And that can often take a long time the first time right there just to find the forms you need. The second is things get lost in the mail, the faxes don't go through. Those are super common problems where you send in a claim and it never even makes it into their computer. Once it's with the insurance, um, their, their processes are often very error prone. So it'll be keyed in wrong or they won't see all the information on the claim or it won't have been there in the first place or there's a coding error. The New York Times estimates that 90% of medical bills are miscoded in some way. So there's just a really high error rate that's a lot for someone who doesn't work in medical billing and coding all day every day to figure out how to actually correct it. Absolutely. And I can't imagine how you're able to do it with seven people. You must have created some really good systems. <laughs> yes, we depend on our systems a lot. And that's where a lot of our focus goes is improving our processes so it's more and more scalable. So tell us about a typical week. Where, where do you spend the majority of your time? Um, where do you find the most ups and downs? Yeah. So, you know, we spend, I spend most of my time um, sort of like most jobs these days 
answering emails, being on the phone, figuring things out. Um, and then, you know, I think ups and downs, this really is a marathon. We don't get a lot of weekends off. We work really long hours. And so it's really about um, making sure that we're taking our care of ourselves through that so that we have the energy that we need to keep it up. Got it. And I'm just curious, like in your background, what kind of um, experience or risks or moves that you've you've experienced that gave you the courage and the know-how to start something like this? Because it, it's a big deal. Somebody might think, wow, this is a good idea. I don't know if I can do it and let someone else do it. Yeah. So I think a lot of it is I've been working in tech for most of my career. I've seen a lot of successes. I've seen a lot of failures. And I've watched a lot of people close to me, friends, start companies, some be very successful and some not, not do so well. And so I think sort of having an understanding of the common problems, what it looks like on the inside, you know, working on very small teams in the tech space, I really felt like I knew what I was getting into. I knew how hard it was going to be. And I was prepared for that. Um, watching other people make mistakes and learning from those, trying to avoid making exactly the same ones, I think is really, really helpful. And then beyond that, you know, there is a lot of anxiety it's difficult to start a business. It's a tremendous amount of work. You're responsible for so much. Um, it's really being okay with that and just one foot in front of the other continuing to make it happen. Love it. Tell us about some of your early influences, where you grew up and how uh, maybe your, your family or schooling led you down the path you're on. Yeah, so I was born um, in Berkeley, so I grew up around you know the area I live now, and I was always very nerdy as a kid. I was very into science, and you know at Stanford, um, I was really threw myself deeply into preparing for a career in medicine and learning all about this space. So I think those two things together. I really, I have to be learning all the time. I always want to be doing something new, challenging myself more. And that's been true my whole life. So this is a really natural fit because there's a lot of challenges with starting a company. Got it. And just curious, what issues in our world, aside from the business and space you're in, where are you the most and where you wish you could be more involved? Yeah, so I think number one, um, global warming. And I have previously worked at an alternative energy startup. So it's a space I have had an opportunity to work in, but I think it's something where we have a lot of work to do to make sure that our climate and our planet are okay for future generations. Got it. So I think you gave us a little bit of your uh, mindset where you're always learning, you're really curious about science and healthcare. What else, what other kind of daily practices or kind of a, a life philosophy do you think has led you down this path? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, I have a lot of grit, certainly. And then it's also knowing, you know, when to take care of yourself and when and how to ask for help. No one does this alone. This is a team effort. Um, and we use leadership coaching. I go to therapy as well as do a lot of the people on the team to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and checking in and, you know, getting through something that's a lot of work and hard to do. Got it. And who are your uh, some of your superheroes? <laughs> Definitely Sheryl Sandberg. Um, her books have had a huge impact on me, and I am you know in awe of how she leads as a very strong, capable leader, but also recognizing and supporting how difficult and different it is for women. Um, I really, really value that, and hope one day I do get to meet her. 
I think you will. Um, <laughs> anything else that you'd like to share with us about the business you're in, about your work? Yeah. So one of the things I think is really upsetting and frustrating about our system is that, you know, things are really, really stacked against the patient and the financial incentives of insurance companies and healthcare providers are not aligned with those of the patient. They're in opposition and we're spending 30 cents of every healthcare dollar on healthcare administration. That's a trillion dollars a year. But then in all of these places in the industry, we find that the patient is on their own to sort out how to access the care they need, where to find a doctor, what the billing issue is, you know, how to get the appointment. There's so many places moving records around where the patient is left to do all of this work. And so one of the things with starting better is really, really important to us that we structure this company in a way that the patient is always first and that we are here to do work for them and make sure that they are taken care of. And that's a lot of why we have this pricing model of our financial incentives are directly aligned with those of the patient. So when they're getting the results that they need, they're getting a good outcome. That's the only time we're making money. So that's really always the focus of our company, no matter how big we get. Yeah, that I can see that. And so tell us like a little more. So 30 percent that's crazy to administrative costs and then the and then the patients on their own like you would think that they would get some help out of that <laughs> yeah and it's just this you know it's this really common experience that you know I, most people who've dealt with their insurance or their health can describe where it's no one's problem you call the health insurance company they say to call the doctor you call the doctor's office the insurance is wrong and usually it's something where everyone needs to work together to solve the problem and everyone, you know, it's very common. They put the problem on some, on some other entity, on some other business. It's not something where anyone's really taking responsibility and making sure that this patient is taken care of, that their needs are met, and that they're able to get the most out of their benefits and they're able to get the care that they need. And that's something that it really hurts people when they're struggling with serious health issues. Got it. Well, I mean, I think your business and I think um, – I'm hopeful that as more and more people, you know, with tech, the technology avail available, will start to businesses like this, and then it'll become too big to ignore, right? And change will start to happen. But I don't know how that'll look because <laughs> it's a, it's like you said, it's a trillion dollar industry, right? It's, it's hard. Well, we're spending over three point three trillion dollars on healthcare total in this country now, which is, you know, that's a huge, huge industry. And it's, it's very regulated. There's a lot of very large companies in this space. So any change is going to come very slowly. But the hope is, if more and more businesses like ours can shine a light on this and bring some solutions to parts of the problem, then we can start to shift the patient experience to something that works better for them over time. Totally like shine a light and chip away, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I think for anyone who's thinking about starting a business, don't do it for the sake of it. Do it because you really want to solve a problem and because that problem is so important to you. You want to get up every single day and do that thing, even when it's hard, even when you're tired. Make sure you care that much before jumping in. Yeah. So, so I guess thank you so much. I have so much respect for the work you're doing. I hope, you know, people are inspired to give you, to give it a try. I'm going to this week. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And it's really been nice to talk to you. Great way to start my Saturday. <laughs> All right.